Hey everybody, uh, it's me, Steve Simonson, and today Jessica Reiser joins me. We're going to do a merchandising training session talking about the principles of what the product merchandising process is, what is merchandising, and how it fits into the whole scheme of things. And we're going to do this just live with Jessica and I because Jessica is going to try to lend a hand in merchandising and she needs to, to fill out uh, where some of these processes and tasks are. And as I just told Jessica, it's kind of like you're a detective when, when you're in, uh, you know, merchandising or you're any, any, you have to kind of be a detective and figure out, well, why is this product being brought into the company? What is its role? And then how do we, how do we position it to for sales before the marketing side of the equation? Um, so I'm going to take us through that. Jessica, do you have any questions before we get started? No, not yet. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, and I've got a bunch of screens here, so bear with me. Okay. Screen two. If that happens to have me on it, then we'll move. Okay, good. That moved. All right. I'm going to drag this over. Okay, so let me know if you can see. I see a merchandising document. Yeah, you did a second ago. Now I uh, blew it up with the, uh, the play button. Let me adjust this. Bear with me. I don't think there's any way to share just thing, but I want it to be visible. So bear with me. I'll just, I guess, well, I'll just share a different screen. That'll be the solution. And uh, you'll just, on camera, I'll be looking somewhere else. All right, desktop number one. Okay, so we're going to click the, the go button here. Uh, let me know when you see merchandising full screen, Jessica. I see it. Okay. So first of all, let me just call your attention to the left side, which is the list of kind of product uh, development stages. First, we have an idea. This mm -hmm. is um, some ding-dong like me having a harebrained scheme, and we go, hey, this would be a pretty good idea. What if we made a, a motion-activated pen sanitizer dispenser? Uh, that would be kind of cool. Right, and so there's there's a bunch of processes in ide ideation. You got to validate the market. You got to go check the competition, look at potential prices on Alibaba or, or costs on Alibaba that we'd buy mm -hmm. it for, and then of course you would have um, the 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 retail side of the equation to figure out. All right, can we sell this? Can we buy this? Just general ideation ideas. That's the that's before anything ever gets started uh, tangibly, uh, okay. and and before we start. No money's transacting hands, right? So once something comes through product ideation, and imagine that if this little red thing was on ideation, we would have a whole bunch of processes about ideation. The next bit is sourcing, right? This is when we say, hey, the idea is good enough. We're going to kick it into sourcing. And so that red, uh, that red dot would move into sourcing. And we go, okay, uh, here's a bunch of things over here about sourcing that we need to do. We need to you know, assign it to one of our team members, and then they need to go find various suppliers, blah, blah, blah. And so the next thing would happen in product development. We found some suppliers. Now we need to really refine down to the details of the item, mm -hmm. all the mechanics, all the general specifications, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So each of these processes on the left, including merchandising, which we're going to get into in depth, and kind of ending with marketing. This is when you actually start selling it. That's kind of the product lifespan. It goes right. from idea through marketing. 
And ultimately, we discontinued the product as a, a result of merchandising and marketing deciding this thing ain't working anymore, kill it. So makes sense? That's product life yep. cycle? Yep. All right. So we're going to dive in deep today into merchandising. And we see that our mission is we're going to create a SKU. We're going to assign a UPC code. We're going to add the item to the master SKU database. Okay. Uh, then we're going to work on detailed specifications. This includes things like weights and dimensions of the cartons, of the pallets, right. of the whatever, so we can do receiving. Uh, but it includes things like what color is it? What, um, you right. know, how thick is it? Uh, kind of all those detailed things. And by the way, just to be very transparent, you and I know this, Jessica, very well. Not every specification starts out uh, complete, right? Uh, when we first launched the item, we don't have it all together. That right. There's only certain amounts of detail that we understand at that time. And so ongoing detail specifications may be added to the item as we learn about it. Make sense? Yes. All right. Next, then we develop content for each item. This is generally the written part of the content. Right. What's the title? What's the description? What are the bullet points? What is the, the story of the product? Or whatever mm -hmm. other generally written content needs to be developed. This is not the flowery marketing content. This is more of a the, the tactical, this is this product's general you know, title or description. Right. Um, so it's not SEO uh, perfect. It's not marketing perfect. It's just it's enough to get it in the database. Okay. And it should be reasonably descriptive and not um, – we shouldn't be obtuse about marketing, right? Everything is leading to trying to sell the stuff. But we don't purposely say that when it comes through merchandising, it's perfectly SEO and marketing optimized. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. All right. So then the next bit is we have to determine any pre-sale requirements. Like if we're going to set this up for pre-sale, what do we need to know to, to set up for pre-sale? Right. And the, the requirements may change by sales channel. If you're selling wholesale, they require a certain set of things. If you're selling on Amazon or eBay or wherever else, there may be other things. We may say we're not planning on pre-sale. It's, it's going to be here soon enough. We just do a regular launch, and so that goes away. Okay. The next bit says, all right, now this is uh, – oh, I have detailed item specifications in here twice. But this is actually um, – uh, there is some other detail uh, aspect that we need to get to. We'll, we'll change that later. But uh, okay. um, if you didn't get it here, do it there. Right. Second chance. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, then we need to get the basic product photo package. This is nine white background images, um, you right. know, decent layouts, decent things. Often we just have our China studio do those, and I'll show you where those exist. The next is we're going to determine if any enhanced content is required. Okay. This would be taking the basic photos and annotating them with sales copy. This may be... Um, more elaborate lifestyle shots. Uh, it could be telling the story of the product or brand or what have you. Okay. Enhanced brand content. Sometimes they call this an Amazon world. But in every world, a basic title and description is not enough to sell a product. We need right. to figure out what enhanced content is required and then develop that as it goes. Next, we say let's add the item into the company brand uh, list. So what does that mean? That means like the, the item ERP entry. So if it's, in our case, Surgisson brand, 
that goes in the Go Epic Brands ERP system. Right. If it's a Simo Global product, then it goes in the Simo Global ERP as an item. Okay. If it's for Vikings, uh, it goes in the for Vikings ERP system. Right. Uh, but we all we're developing all this through the Simo Global Master database, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll see that here in a minute. Uh, but so it's really important to know on the item that you're working on which business unit that is related to. Right. Then of course we have the item into the sales channels. So what sales channels do we want to sell this? It varies by business unit, but as an example, one sales channels might be Amazon, another might be eBay, another might be Shopify, okay. our own Shopify store. Um, another might be a wholesale, uh, Staples, Office Depot, Target, whatever it is. We have to add those sales channels. Then we have to figure out what data feeds do we need for each of those sales channels and where do those data feeds live. Okay. Uh, as an example, we have Channel Advisor that often fills things like Walmart or uh, or others like it. And uh, I think we use something different for Shopify. I'm not sure if that's live synced or comes through parsimony. But the point is, as you add sales channels, you got to figure out how are those being, how's the data getting into those sales channels for the items, the photos, the data, and the inventory. And then how do orders come out of that and interact with our system? Okay. Uh, and this is particularly relevant for some of the EDI sales channels like Office Depot and Staples. We got to make sure the data synced because if we oversell, they will be mad at us. That's right. true of any sales channel, truthfully. Um, of course, we're still in merchandising. We're doing all this before we physically receive inventory, mm-hmm. generally. There's sometimes we're late. Um, and then, oh, I'm, I'm highlighting the wrong one. So from receiving inventory, then we set available inventory based on the sales channels. Now, okay. if we're feeding through a master system, like parsimony outwards, then maybe we just set the master inventory once with a little reserve so that if any individual sales channel oversells, we don't get caught with right. being short of stock. Uh, in other cases, we may just allocate a certain percentage of the available inventory on parsimony to a sales channel like Shopify or what have you. Number one point is to make sure sales channels have inventory if we intend to sell it and that we don't oversell it. Okay. Good. Okay. And then finally, we have to monitor and forecast. So we monitor inventory availability. We then do forecasting based on how long is it going to take us to get new stuff? What's the minimum uh, reorder point? Mm-hmm. What uh, is the time in transit? All of those various variables. Because if something's selling, we have to get more, and uh, and we have methods of managing that uh, inside of parsimony and, and inside of some of our spreadsheets. Okay? Yep. That's the broad strokes of mer- merchandising. Okay. So let's, let's uh, I'm going to stop this share for a moment and get the next bit. Uh, first, do you have any questions on any of that so far? No, not yet. Okay, so no, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's philosophically, it ain't that hard. Yeah. So I'm gonna move to desktop two, and I'm going to now. Don't judge my full desktop because I make screenshots every hour of every day, every minute, <laughs> virtually. All right. So in in this case, Jessica. I've set up in Simo Global a merchandising training process. So this is how you will assign time like this to the billable unit of Simo Global. Okay. 
So when you're doing training or things like that, you have to build the time on your, your Simo team timesheet to this project. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're actually working on the, the items, you'll bill it to the appropriate business unit. Okay. And uh, let me give you an example. Let's see. I don't even know which screen I'm sharing. <laughs> are you looking at my email or are you looking at Simo merchandising? I see uh, a pro forma invoice. Oh, okay, wrong one. With uh, the dispensers photo okay. photos. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. All right, here's what I'm trying to show you. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let me let me see if I can get to a different screen here. Uh, share screen. Share screen. But I want to know which screen. Okay, I'm gonna do desktop two. And there's all my icons. <laughs> okay, so do you see that merchandising training process screen? Yes. Okay. So this is uh, again where you'll you know you'll attach timesheets and Simo team to this project, and that way we can just track how long we're spending on training. Okay. Um, when you get into actual items, uh, let's go to the project list. You're going to see some items, and we generally. We have a, a general uh, uh, Simo Global HQ. So here's some some items that we started. Okay. Uh, and so within these items, so this is a Simo Global item. It, it actually was before we sold the brand Kiasi to Epic. So uh, the KY means Kiasi, PTG means Power to Go, and UVS2 though that's a, a UV machine for phones. Okay. And we can click into it, and we can see there's um, you know some activity back in April, probably when we ordered it. Uh, let's see here. It's, I think we did the most of the work on number one, and you can see a bunch of tasks here mm -hmm. related to kind of the flow that we just saw. Create a item SKU, select UPC, blah 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 blah. We may have actually transferred this over to Epic. Uh, because that's where this particular item lives. But when you're developing, I think any item can start with a project in Simo, and then you can uh, you work with these grids that we're going to look at here in a minute. So as an example, I'm switching over. You should be able to see this. Uh, oh, that's the ancient product grid. This was the old grid for flooring stuff we used to do. Right. Looks right? So you see the brand. You see the style. You see the costs. MSRPs, master SKUs, colors, collections, dimensions, right? Mm -hmm. And we did both imperial dimensions and metric dimensions because of all the reasons why it's important to do that. Then we added in specifications, right, at the top. And I, I just remind you of this. I can share this with you if you need uh, so that you can uh, remember kind of how it used to work. Here's a, an older document we're bringing back to life. We, we had Kiasi, we sold Kiasi, now we bought back Kiasi. So we're okay. bringing this back. It's, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to, to refer to that. Uh, is this what you just sent, sent me? Yeah, so this you is the one you actually have access to now. Okay. And so you can see that we have an item. In this case, it's SU means Surgisin. MU it happens to be the vendor we bought it from. And then... 
she's made a, I, I'm not sure what RM stands for, but it's a KN95 five-pack. Respirator mask. Okay, well, there you go. See, look at, you did it right there. You decoded that really, <laughs> look at how complex was that. Respirator <laughs> mask right there. So you can see from this um, brand, this particular supplier. Now, we wouldn't actually use the supplier name in our official names. Right. Because it, it doesn't add any value it to us. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, same thing up here, BD, brand distribution, that doesn't actually help with anything. This just helps us rationalize. So let's not actually call this a product name. Let's call this Master SKU name. And that way we can just have okay. a separate product name. And when I clicked enter, it took me to the top of the document. So there's a bunch of history there. Oh, nerds. I was in the wrong area. So let, let's... Let's start again. Let me help familiarize you. At the bottom, you see product grid. So these are all the products that we have in the system, right? So we're at line 680, and we're back to this respirator mask business here. Right. You see that? Now, in theory, UPC code should map to the same items. I'm uh, trying to scroll here. Bear with me. I'm at the bottom. Uh, oh, I think we actually assigned these to uh, some friends and family, some of these UPC codes, and we just did that at the bottom. Okay. So that didn't disturb. So these are, these are all of the available UPCs we have. Okay. And we keep them in a list so that we don't get confused. So here's, here's that uh, respirator pack, and you see it's actually pulling the name from the product grid. Okay. Okay. And so we see the SKU also pulled from the product grid. And then here's the UPC. So now we know here's the UPC for that item. The next item, you see it's also pulling from the product grid. So they're, they're kind of tied together. Uh, and my internet is unstable. Can you still see and hear me? Yes. So if we make a new item, we're just going to call it Steve Test. And then we're going to say Steve Test Item. And uh, we can just drag this formula down. We like to track, and we don't want the, the, the title to be longer than 100 words. Okay. And technically, this is not just a Kiasi brand at the stage. So get rid of that. Get rid of that. So master SKU is kind of the, the global SKU that, that we always use. Now, it doesn't mean we can't make SKUs for, for sub-brands or other channels. Okay. But that's we have to have one thing, and that's right. why we call the master skew that that we refer up to. Sometimes people call it the parent, um, but parent child is a whole different category. So mm -hmm. you can see I just typed in Steve test on the other sheet, and then here enough it, it's got a UPC code assigned to it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so as you add items, you're going to kind of add them in there. And then it's going, you'll just look on the next sheet to see the UPC code. Okay. So it's cool. really, really important that we make sure we go sequentially down that list. Okay. Uh, and w this was as of November 2014, the open UPC code list. Uh, color cross-referencing, this is uh, not necessary for what we're, we're doing. Okay. So as an example, when you have a, a product with a lot of colors, so vendor color seven, we called deep purple, and we made it a C1, right? And so we would then go and look at uh, vendor color eight, 
I don't know if this is even the right uh, sheet, but this is one way that we do kind of cross-referencing because okay. you can't have a skew number that goes too long. But this is the whole point is we're just making little bits and pieces work together. Okay. Good? Yep. All right, so let's go back to the product grid. So we've got some uh, – so we've already got the – sanitizer gel dispenser with infrared sensor uh, and this one I think we remade it into a Kiasi brand which uh, happened after we named it so I'm going to just do KY we're going to get rid of well, actually, let's just pop in here a – so we're going to call this the uh, master skew name. And then we're going to call this the uh, merchandising. Merchandising. Did I spell it? And so this gives us the opening to say, all right, we're, we're doing this because of our, our proper business process here. Right. But over here, we just need to say, and it really, we're not even using it for soap, we're using it for, uh, and let me just show you what this looks like. So I'm dragging the, the, the purchase order in here. Uh, let me just see if I can focus on it. All right, so you see this thing down here, the automatic soap dispenser? Mm -hmm. So we see the, this is the, the brand uh, SWE, or the, the supplier SWE. Okay. And you see we bought it under Epic. And by the way, they, we ordered silver, they shipped us gold. So we got a whole different problem. Gold? Item. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> they just made a mistake. We got a 50% discount, but that means we're going to have to adjust what we yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, we only found out when we opened the silver carton and took pictures of a gold item inside. <laughs> so one of the things that you do, and by the way, this is a common thing that problems happen yeah. with, you know, we should have done a better job at inspecting. To be honest, we were a little too urgent and didn't do uh, an, ex an outside inspector on this one. And right. it cost us. So we got 50% of our money back and we remain in good, happy relations with this supplier. So. Uh, this is Kiasi, and um, let me just uh, give you some hints here. So, Kiasi, uh, uh, let's call it um, contactless motion sensor hand sanitizer dispenser. So, I'm trying to just kind of put in names that have some value mm -hmm. in terms of search. So right. let's, let's remind ourselves for a moment that search is truly the only thing that matters in, when it comes to product discovery. Right. So this applies on Amazon, this applies on Google, it applies anywhere. The way people find things online is through search. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who we're selling through. It doesn't matter if we're selling wholesale and they're selling it in their own system. If somebody's looking for a hand sanitizer dispenser, 
or a motion, uh, you know, sensor. Uh -huh. uh, this is all of this is kind of baked in, and we're still only at 56 letters now. So that's one thing we got to add: gold. Yeah. <laughs> so that that ain't that ain't great, but it is what it is. Uh, and we would probably, in my opinion, I think we should add on to the end of this gold. Okay. So, uh, Kiasi, SW is the, the vendor, uh, and this one is not actually Germ Shark. We took the Germ Shark out of that. Uh, and it's a good thing we did since we did it wrong. Uh, so, we can change this to just be automatic. We won't call it soap, we'll call it sanitizer. It's the same stuff basically, but we're yeah. the the business is blowing up for sanitizer dispenser. Sanitizers, yeah. Yeah, so sanitizer dispenser and then color gold. So you see I'm I happen to know it's gold, um, but I'm gonna tell you how I found out here in one second. Okay, once this comes up, okay, here we go. So let me just show you how things are organized on Dropbox. So Simo Global, team folder, business units, and then it's got all these business units. Okay. Um, we, oh, actually, photos is where we drop in the things that come from the China studio before they get moved. Okay. So before you go into business units, because when, when Viola is running the things through the photo studio, she doesn't always know which business unit. She doesn't have all the details. Right. So she just does her best to say, you know what, this is the, the Kiasi, uh, I think we call it a go touchless dispenser. Sounds right. And so this is when I saw, I'm like, that's, that's gold. So th this is the photos that she made in our, our China studio. Can you see the right side of that? Yeah. And this is the one that really, let's see if I can find the, the exact one. So that's all fine. I mean, it looks fine. And a lot of people have gold fixtures and, and so forth. So whether they're put in an office or a, a house, but this is the one that just tickled me. Because I'm like, why in the world didn't somebody jump up and say, it's silver here and it's gold there? Yeah. Um, but this is this is, you know, with all of our experience, you know, we've done, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of purchases and still we get this kind of thing. And this was because we didn't follow our own procedures. Right. right? So it's a, it's a good lesson. And what we have to do is on this, every box, we're going to have to put in, you know, like a, a sticker, not over the whole thing, but just on it that says gold edition, cool. something like that. Uh, and of course we'll sell it online with the, the appropriate picture. So when they get gold, they're not surprised. Right. Right, and so we've got these pictures. So this is where you'll find them, and then once you have a an item assigned to it, like we just did here, right? So we can generally agree that this K Y S W A S D G. Let's see if we agree. Mm -hmm. Automatic sanitizer dispenser gold. Yeah. So that if that's going to be the SKU number, then we would we could add that to the front of that. Uh, folder right just so that we can now start get you know a little organization and then we would add that to the front of each of these image names as well okay. and to be honest if we had our act together earlier we would have 
given Viola enough information at the studio level so she can name them correctly and get them in the right spot to begin with. But in this particular case, the sourcing and the, the development stuff was running faster than merchandising. This is why we're getting you to help. Oops, excuse me. Here's a uh, Photoshopped lifestyle thing that they made. Um, I think she did a good job with the photos, but I yeah, wasn't not bad. trying to do that. I was trying to just show you the process of just appending the item name in front. Do I have access to that Dropbox? You should. Okay. You should log in with the Simo Global uh, marketing at Simo Global, and if you don't have that info, get it from uh, Megan. Okay. Because the, the, we only have three licenses for it, and this is a good tip for anybody. Um, if every person, for every person that we add a license, an annual license is like 250 bucks. Um, but we can just share the, the marketing one because we're all not using it every second of every day. Okay. okay. And you can see some of the other items that are already in here that have already gone through that process. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing to realize is we need a reduced size for all of these. So when we get these master images, you can see the dimensions, 44, 80 by 67, 20. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're huge. And we don't want to lose those originals, so we need to make a reduced size version. For the web? For the web, yeah. So I think our, our new reduced size takes them down to, yeah, 1,300 by 2,000. This happens to be a vertical image. I think 2,000 by the max length should be 2000 in any direction. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's where the treasure trove of photos are. Uh, and I'll, I'll just show one other little thing. We knew that the the one of these dispensers would be difficult uh, to illustrate its features. So I'm just going to play this video. It's a, it's a few minute video, but I want to just illustrate this is the kind of stuff we can do in the China studio when necessary. So bear with me while I get this to, uh, I think it's actually downloading. I may not go into the whole thing, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. So we're just waiting on this file. And uh, obviously, you know, Sherry and some of the others are so busy that it's hard to get time. So this is why I'm trying to help you put the breadcrumbs together. So uh, one of the things about these uh, dispensers is they're reasonably expensive, right? They're, um, to have the floor stand unit, you know, that's, that's an expensive unit. And so we want to be able to rationalize why the costs are high. Um, let's see, where did my video go? There it is. Let's see what happens. Hmm. Seems all would be playing audio. Did you hear the audio? Uh, yeah. I can put it some on blips. the TVs. Let's see, maybe. Maybe I'm doing something different. Um, bear with me. All right, never mind. You, you just watch the video later. The point is having videos uh, is very important, and especially if it's complex or expensive, we've got to 
we got to think ahead about that. So that's part of that enhanced content. Okay. Um, your, your objective is to go through these uh, purchase orders and, and uh, PIs in this case and go through and make sure that we get all the items into these things, then make, go into Simo Global and make a task for each one. Okay. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, let's just look for, so if you, if you back up the, bear with me, my computer's being extra helpful. So make sure that worked here first. Oh no, it took out the whole thing. So I'm gonna just search over here for SGHQ. And this means we're, we have, this is where we're starting the process, right? Right. So once we do that, oh, I'm in the task. Pardon me, I did it. Uh, we need to get into projects because tasks have different naming conventions. So SGHQ, so this shows all of the SKU products that are kind of in there. You see some hand sanitizer mm -hmm. stuff. This is the factory setup. And so now you would come in and you'd say, hey, I need a new project. Uh, to name the project, we use Simon Global HQ and then the SKU name. Okay. And so let's go back to, oh, not the drive, but the grid. And... Uh, We've agreed that this one's uh, not that one, this one. Nope, not that one, this one. The gold, <laughs> right? The gold one. Yeah. So that's that's one that we think uh, is pretty clear. So now we can see we've got Simo Global HQ. And actually, we can make this merchandising. But no, this is, this is, uh, this is good enough. Um, and then we're going to say from template, we've got a, a product launch template here. So this okay. shows you Simo Global HQ and then SKU number. And product launch already has a series of these things. We'll, we'll probably modify the template, but let me just save it and show you what it comes up with automatically. Now you see I got a, a bucket load of points because <laughs> it automatically adds all those tasks in there. Okay. So when you go into this project, you'll see it's already got 13 tasks, which again kind of mirror all the things we talked about before. Oh. Okay. Item skew, et cetera, et cetera. And to, to just for clarity, you can go to project template and go to the project template list and you can see just how this particular template is set up. And we'll go here to the product launch template. And so as you need to modify it, for example, we're not going to, we're going to take off the Thomason and the advertising because that's not a product launch. It is product launch, but it's not merchandising. So actually, we're going to call this merchandising. Well, we'll have to change that here in a minute. So we're going to get rid of this one. And we're going to get rid of this one because this is advertising. We'll just have to add those uh, on other stuff. And then uh, we'll save it real quick. And then let's see if we can change the name of this thing. Menu. Customize. I think customize might go too, too deep into it. Yeah. So this is where it gets real deep into, you know, all kinds of settings. And one of the things we want to have, for example, is in those project templates, we can set them to different roles or different people. So in any case, you can see that it gets, it gets uh, pretty, pretty cool, pretty fast. And you can also see any projects that are using that, this particular template. Okay. 
Okay, and in this case, we'll just click on that because we know we just made a new one, and there it is right there. And so you've got this template. We should set a, a start date. We'll set that start date as of today. And end date, we'll, we'll just give it uh, a week. Uh, I don't know why it thinks. Uh, so 7.30.8.7, project type is, uh, this is for Epic. And so this is, this is uh, an important area because now you're going to get into your individual billing, right? And so right. You, this is a project, but it's, it really is an Epic item. And right. so we gotta we gotta build Epic for this time. Uh, ba -ba -ba. I don't think we need department. Yeah, we, we won't worry about department right now. Uh, all right, so now you have the tasks in there. You have these. The tasks, by the way, are automatically set based on a sequence of time. Um, so in the template, you can set all right the. This first thing sets based on the project creation. It should, oh, I don't see it completed by it. It should give you a certain amount of time. Let's see if we can back up the project and look at the Gantt for this, this particular project. Let's see if it's separated. It looks like it just popped them in. Oh, bear with me, we're not in the right project yet. Projects, project. This project, and oh, it doesn't let me just see again on this individual one. So, ah, there, fair enough. Um, in any case, we would put in any details, any questions. You can tag, you know, if you need to know something from William, you could tag him in here and ask him. Okay. For example, when you go back to that grid, one of the things you may need to know, and. Uh, I think we call this the Kiasi, or we call the collection Go Touchless. So that's just a new thing. The size would be the actual size of the item itself, but later we have to have the carton sizes. Right. Color is gold, supplier name, uh, you can find that off the PI. Items per carton, the carton weight. Um, and you see it's in kilograms, millimeters, the carton length, width, dimensions, etc. The the point is we have to have this level of detail. And if you don't have access to that off of the PI, then you gotta ask whoever right. was in charge of that. In this case it was William. William. And you can ask okay. him right from that project and um, and he can help you. Okay. Okay, so the point is go through this with each of those items on those uh, those two PIs. Okay. And let me find the other PI here, just so I can show you this one as well. So we've got these sports masks. I don't know why it shrank it there. Um, but I want to be very clear that the, the manual card, this is probably inserted into one of these projects, the product, so you don't need a separate SKU for that. And this uh, PE bag, uh, no, this is actually a different supplier. Yeah, okay. So, but, but the PE bag and the manual card, these are components inside of that. Right, comes with it. Yeah, which you designed probably, so you would, may recognize them. Uh, but you don't make SKUs for those. We Technically, if they were shipped separately, we would make a SKU so we could receive it in the warehouse. 
uh -huh. even if it's a zero dollar cost item. But in this case, these are components of a, a right. completely manufactured item. Uh, let me see if I missed anything. So you get them into the, the product grid, you get them into the Simo Global uh, system, and then you just start marching the process through. You now know where photos are. What are you missing? Let's go back to our thing. You know where to do the skew. You know where the – you oh, the next thing is you would – once you kind of have that data fleshed out inside the the um, the project management system, uh -huh. you can store it in the the notes, right? It's got a lot of area here. You can store it in comments, but you just got to get it in here. Then right. you would switch into the item SKU system. So let's uh, actually go to Go Epic because we actually need to get it received into inventory. And this one may be already in Epic because the container arrived today. Ah, surprise. Uh, that's how far behind we are. <laughs> we're, we're shipping faster than we can uh, get it into system to sell it. So, so if I switch to the back end of Parsimony, uh, we're in the Epic brand, as you can see. Then we go to the item list. Item list. And be, the reason why we're managing the, the, the naming and stuff at the Simo Global level is because Simo Global's, you know, an owner essentially of all these sub-brands. So we can kind of aggregate some of that big picture work at the top and then the, the individual details get, get flowed out to the individual business units. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. All right. So let me just see. If I can see, I think this might be the product we were just looking at. So we just we just messed with the skew in the master grid, uh -huh. but she's already got it in there, and that means they've already received inventory against it. You see the purchase orders, receipts, mm -hmm. invoices. So that means we just need to go back. And to be honest, right, <laughs> I always trust merchandising more than me. So, uh, but I'm fixing the problem before it's a problem. Right. Go put the, the regular skew back, yeah. the original skew back. Oh, uh, and see it copied some fragments. So now I got to undo that. And just, I'm going to drag this out separately. And I'm going to try to, oh, it's the gold one. This one's still fine. Maybe it's this one. Automatic soap dispenser, right? See right that sounds, there? That sounds right, yeah. Well, I was able to just mouse over. So now that means we just got to go back to the product grid. I'm just going to adjust this so we can um, see each of these windows at one time. And that way... Because the copy and paste sometimes, as the fragments get in there, it just screws yeah. up everything. So we got to go down here and S U S W G S A S D. Um, and let's go over to name. It is. It does have to be Kiasi. It's not G S Germ Shark. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, those little codes don't mean anything, right? And you can see we already have the stock recorded. So. Uh -huh. 
this is one of the best things about the ERP and about parsimony is when we get it in and when we work the system, it all gets it all gets recorded, right? Every future sale will record here. Okay. Um, we can track individual shipments by serial numbers, lot numbers, batch numbers, whatever you want to think of them as. If we're manufacturing these items, as we're doing with some of the four Vikings, we can create production plans and, and send components. It's very, very comprehensive, including showing basically the entire history. But the point of this exercise was to say, on this item, we need to come in here and we need to get this item up to par. So you can see right now the item name is only using the item number, and that's insufficient. So we're going to use oh, the item name right. that I made. So in this case, this needs to happen. Okay. You understand why, right? Yeah. And by the way, the item number is one that, like inventory is uh, received against and, and so many other things, but that item number is really not that important. At the end of the day, it could be any series of numbers, letters, whatevers. We like to have it where it's easy to read as a human. So when, when we see, now you notice that the item number switched up here and the name switched up there. Okay. Follow me? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, one of the, the best things and smartest things to do is just go ahead and say, you know what, we should just upload an image. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to grab... I'm going to go back to our uh, our little thing here, and where was our item? Now, by the way, i got to fix the item that I screwed yeah, up. Yeah, I was, I was going to let you know. <laughs> Look at you. You're ahead of the curve. Uh, all right, so this is uh, the cascading influence of Steve not being good at his job. So let's see here. <laughs> so we hit copy. Now we got to find the one. Uh -huh. And so my easiest way... I should actually, I'm going to make this a podcast to show everybody just how little I actually know. <laughs> um, and so, is this the one? I think that's it because you put G at the end for yeah. gold. Okay, right. So, first of all, we got to change the folder name. Right. Okay. Now, again, this is the Kiasi brand. We can see very clearly on the, the, uh, the box that mm -hmm. when we first started, it was going to be under the Surgison brand, which is kind of anything related to PPE, right? right? Because uh, Epic owns Surgison. Um, but it's also an electronic item. So when we, we just flipped it and said, we'll just do Kiasi because the Kiasi does electronics. Right. And, um, and this is not a Germshark branded uh, item, which is a whole other story. Um, anyway, the point is, if you can see that little thing, it says Kiasi right there. So we want to get into each of these and get the right appending or prepending. I guess appending is at the end and prepending is at the beginning. So, and by the way, as you're thinking through this and as you're, you're thinking through the item, it kind of forces the discipline of the things we're doing now. Like we, we made a change, which I thought was smart and brilliant at the time and realize it was completely moronic because the, the train is pulled out of the station. It was a good idea. Yeah, it was. But the, the truth is, this is actually a symptom of us not being caught up, right? We literally have too much going on, and this is why you're going to uh, jump in here and help. And bear with me. And again, part of the purpose of this is so that when anybody goes to the Dropbox and makes a... Uh, 
uh, a SKU search, they're going to find anything and everything that has this anywhere in the file. Uh -huh. Right? And that's really great news because any written copy, any photos, any anything, it's going to have that in there. Right. All right. So I'm going to drag this just to the right. And then I've got the upload, the image. And now I can just drag this image right there. And I click upload. So now we have an image, just kind of starting icon for it. Right as soon as it uploads, or as soon as it refreshes. And there you go. Now, by the way, this is still the giant one, which is not great for the web. So great. I'll actually need you to change this once you make the small ones. Okay. Changes to the web uh, image because we actually create down here. We're going to get there, but on the website, we turn this thing like we can say show on website. We can make a custom route. What does uh, that mean? The route is the URL. Okay. So you would do this based on SEO purposes. So in this case, we would call it a um, – I, I actually don't know what the sanitizer – like the highest search terms. Normally, we would go in and we would add keywords and we do a bunch of keyword research. That's part of the marketing and merchandising process that comes later. Okay. But I'm going to kind of lean into it. Um, so hand sanitizer, dispenser – contactless. I know that's an important word because people don't want to touch stuff. Right. And I'm going to call this a desktop because we want to sell to people who have offices and things like that. So I'm going to click save real quick here. So now it's saved, you know, some of the changes we've made and it's I because I clicked active on website, we can now click and see it on the website. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep pushing through because there's actually more stuff in this item that I want to explain to you. Okay. okay. You got time? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can see that here's the product, and, and our objective on this particular site is not to sell; it's to share with our wholesale customers. Okay. Right? So we know it's Kiosi because that says it on the brand. It's contactless motion sensor, hand sanitizer dispenser. Kind of has a little rhyme, and it's in gold. And that's all. That's all we have so far. So we go back here, and we start working down the list. Right. We worked on the name. The product group, in this case, it happens to be just in the generic products. The item SKU number, we can put down here. Um, this is not a component of one of our manufacturing things. Uh, MSRP, so basically you would take the cost and multiply it times five, right? Okay. So um, I can see the cost. Uh, I'll just share it just so that we're not... And by the way, that doesn't apply to some of the, the you know, doesn't apply to every item. But in general, that's kind of the, the margins that we have to work off because Amazon okay. makes a bunch of money. So that thing costs us 580. So uh, 580 times five. I'm doing quick math. I'm going to call that 29.95 uh, as a MSRP. And description brand. In this case, it's Kiasi. We're going to make this correction down here. It's not Germshark. We don't want SWE in there. And actually, we can just go over here to the product grid and just copy this name that we made over here. Right. And by the way, this is just kind of internal stuff. This is not necessarily showing 
on the okay. website. You'll see where we adjust the website here in a minute. So we'll just create a new brand here. Yeah, see, save. So remember that uh, when we reacquired, so Simon Global reacquired the Cassie brand, but we then kind of placed that brand in Go Epic. So that's fairly new information to this relatively new company. Epic, by the way, Ethical Profit in Crisis. That's how uh, we came up with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can see um, the barcode's already been assigned. Let's just check it. All right, we got a product grid next door here. And my computer is from 2013. No joke. So it's sometimes slow. But man, oh man, it uh, still does a lot of work. All right, so it's right here. So does that match? So a barcode for the United States is a UPC code. A barcode for Europe is EAN. And all you do mm -hmm. is you add an extra zero. And this okay. does that formulaically. So the real question is 019-372-894711. Yes, it matches, right? And we tell it what kind of barcode it is. Um, this has no particular shelf life problem. Uh, there's not a specific warranty period on it. We'll, we'll just make it 90 days. Um, the weight we don't yet have. So this is some of those details that once you get it filled out in the product grid. Right. And again, I want to be clear that there's, there's multiple windows. Once it's in the product grid, then you, you drop this data into the item. Okay. Um, by the way, for those keeping score at home, we can automatically set reorder levels. Remember when I talked about monitoring inventory? We can, we can set those reorder levels based on criteria that we predetermined, or we can just let it ride. Uh, again, units are measured. In this case, this comes in eaches, right? They're each individual unit. Right. Uh, there are other things that come in rolls or other things come in, in buckets or you know, pails or all kinds of different things. In this case, we don't need batch numbers or serial numbers or um, retaining samples. If we did need to, then uh, we would tag all those things in here. And in most cases, we don't need to do that unless it's a production run type of item or okay. color, uh, dye lots, color lots. Um, like when we're doing hand sanitizer, we make, those are individual lots that we make. When we're making wipes, those are individual lots. So there are some things that have individual production where we maintain lot numbers or batch numbers, right? And you can see, if we say it has a batch number, we can automatically create the new batch. We can add expiration dates, retain samples as well for future labs. So there's a lot of stuff baked into this. In this case, we don't have any variants, but we might in the future bring the silver one out. So right. that would create a variant potentially, but today it doesn't have variants, okay? And so in this case, we would, if we were going to add attributes, we would add them at this stage at the point it has variants. We can see which company this owns this because each ERP system can actually have multiple companies. In, in our case, we keep them pretty separate, uh, except where Simo Global and Simo Team are in the same ERP. Okay. So it's under Epic. This is which warehouse it's in. And if we have it more one warehouse, it would show in all of those. And then we can also pull default price lists, which we can talk about later. Price lists are more of a marketing function where we determine 
you know, what price uh, that we're going to sell it at in the individual sales channels, wholesalers, individual named accounts, costless are what we buy from the manufacturer, right? There's always two sides of every product, okay. what we buy for, what we sell for. Um, purchase and replenishment. So do we purchase this? Yes. What's the item unit of measure? What's the lead time? In this case, we're going to say the lead time is 60 days. We can see our last purchase rate that was automatically entered because we've already entered in the system these purchase right. details, right? So it's very, very integrated. And by the way, as it changes and as landed cost happens and various things, that happens to be a DDP price that will change over time so we'll see and then we okay. can see minimum reorder quantities in this case it's a thousand and you can just base that on the pi that you had okay safety stock you don't have to set a number for usually it's going to be 25 percent so actually i'll just say based on use the moq that we used on the pi for this and use 25 percent for safety stock there make sense so 25 percent yep. of that um Supplier details. So if it was a drop ship, we would get into more of the details, but it's not a drop ship. We have to order this. Foreign trade details, uh, country of origin is here. The tariff number, this is the HS code. Uh, we have it. I don't see it on the PI. I'm looking uh, over on the PI. So this is something that you need to get from uh, William. Okay. Uh, sales details. Again, we're going to sell it by units of measure. We're not setting any discount amount, so you can just kind of keep proceeding. We, you don't need to worry about any deferred revenue or expenses. That's uh, not a thing that you need to be concerned about. Customer details would be if we were selling this or allowing only specific customers to purchase this. Okay. That's not a thing. Um, item taxes, this would apply to uh, sales in various uh, states. In some states, for example, if you sell a candy bar, you got to charge a certain tax rate. In other states, if you sell water, you got a certain tax rate. So this is where we set up all those. You don't have to worry about any of that right now. That's for finance okay. to deal with later. Inspection. So, by the way, inspection required? Yes, that would be good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, before purchase, uh, actually not before purchase, before delivery. Okay. And then you would pick an uh, uh, basically an inspection template from here. Because this item's already gone through all that, we're going to just skip it for right now. Okay. But in the future, an inspection would be required, and then we would select the correct template that had all the specifications already set and established, and that sets a, an, a job order for the China team. Okay. Okay. And then uh, if we were supplying raw materials, for example, in this case, if we were supplying the, the aluminum and the plastic, then we would say, you know, we're providing that to the supplier, but that's not what we're doing. We do that in some cases, not in this case. Okay. Clear? So don't yeah. worry about that. Okay, over to the website. So we already did this. We showed that. The website warehouse, we would have to select that. We're not actually intending to, to sell this, so we don't have to worry about this too much. Groups would be subcategorization on the website, but I want to be clear that the Go Epic site is not for sales. Right. Go Epic owns brands like Kiasi.com and Surgison.com. That's where the sales channels will happen. Right. And those actually will be integrated back into the parsimony and all those sales automatically come in. So this is, again, not necessary for our generic 
attempt to just show uh, information. Okay. This is one thing I'll need you to dive into, the slideshow. You're going to have to create a slideshow with all of these other images. Okay. So let's, let's name it based on the uh, item, skew. So I'm going back here to the grid. I'm getting the skew because you're going to have a ton of these slideshows. This is a, a silly thing how this particular thing. So instead of uploading nine images, you have to make a slideshow. Okay. And then let's just call it slideshow. So we're making a website slideshow. And then it's going to say, okay, well, what images do you want? And right now there's no images. Oh, I must have clicked something. Let me just click save so that we don't lose anything. Um, by the way, as I click save, you can see at the bottom of the page all of the things that we're doing. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Recorded, which cool. you know how much I love that with parsimony. Because when I screw up something, it's very easy to see when Steve screwed it up. And everybody goes, hey, look, just look at Steve changed this, right? It's, it's saying you because I'm logged in. It's, right. it's me, Steve. But if somebody else changed it, like in this case, merchandising changed it, we know that she made that change at the time, right? So it's a beautiful thing. So let's get back into website. Uh, uh, where did our Dex. slideshow go? All right. So oh, so we have this slideshow, and I'm gonna just open a new window, which we already had to open for our front end. I'm gonna go to the back end of Parsimony, and I'm going to find that template so we can make the uploads of the images. Now again. We really should have um, uh, smaller images. I don't know what the right words are. Let me see if I can just search for slideshow. Hold on. Hey, hold on. <laughs> you got a you got a time pressure. I can tell. <laughs> My dog's staring me down. <laughs> Dog needing to walk. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna let you go in and figure out the slideshow, but the the because we need to have the, the smaller images anyway. Right, okay. The objective is to get them in there, and then at the item level, we're showing the slideshow, and it should display those, because we're still moving towards something I'll show you here in a moment. So okay. use the slideshow, get the slideshow, we'll set meta tags. Um, meta tags are important for search, so you'll use uh, big search-friendly things as we find uh, those for the item. And by the way, there's a whole other section here where we can add the keywords for this item. Okay. Uh, if we want to have a specific series of specifications, like color, title, whatever, we can do all that here, and it creates a nice little grid sheet. Okay. And then this is a full um, a WYSIWYG okay. uh, interface for that page, right? So you can make it whatever you want. Uh, we can, if there's star ratings or, or reviews that we need to bring in as a, as a kind of a brand statement, we would attach SDS sheets or MSDS sheets here. Okay. Um, we, we never publish in the hub. This is a, something different. I don't want to get into it right now. Uh, and then, then kind of you're done. So this is where you fill in the content that we show. Okay. That shows on the Epic Brands it shows website. on the Epic Brands okay. website. And part of the reason is we make a um, – with every document in Parsimony, you can click on the printer button to see what it shows you, right? So this automatically creates an Epic Brands header, the kind of some of the, the cursory information, a photo, and you can even see here's the barcode, and this is the product page URL. So if somebody just scanned that, they okay. would go to that product page. 
there are different, so this is the standard view that comes with parsimony directly, right? So it's showing you a lot of info here by default. So this is a way to share with, you know, different people. And then okay. a PDS2, which is uh, a little more compact. So the point is, as we flesh this out, then we can share this with other parties. And as, as the information gets in there, it's very easy to go, hey, here's your product data sheet for these new items. They right. can add to their systems. They can start selling and on the wheel turns. Okay. So that is item information in the individual brand. And all of this, again, should be in the, the project. But this project, once you are into the, the item itself, is billed to the individual business unit. Your time is. Okay. Clear? Yes. Questions? Uh, where can I access this video that we're making? <laughs> Good question. So I made a, um, let's go into projects. I mentioned at the beginning the project uh, merchandising training. I'm going to, I got to click this filter away. And obviously there's a lot of projects. So you see merchandising training? Okay. So I will, um, I'll probably link to it on Dropbox. I don't know if I'll upload it or not, but we'll make sure we get it in here so you can see it. And I went in the comments, I'll say, Hey, Jessica, okay. no, at Jessica, I'll try to get the right Jessica. Here's <laughs> the video. And then I'll put in the link for it. Okay. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to need to refer to it at the time or two. Of course. Yeah. Well, this is the whole point. So yeah. um, I, I actually am serious. I'm going to make this into a podcast because this is actually, this is the product merchandising process, right? If you're not using a system and you don't, if you can't get to an output point where there's something really, really comprehensive, you just, you don't have it right. You're, you're right. just in the area. And we're, we're certainly not flawless, right? We have many, many items and so many things to deal with. Uh, and things are happening faster than we can keep up with right now. Literally, we have the container here and we don't have it ready to sell. That's, that's a, a limitation of our, our person's human right. bandwidth, not our system bandwidth. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, that wraps it up. Uh, it turns out, Jessica, you are my uh, willing participant in this training and now podcast because we're just going to make use of this thing. All right. So, uh, yeah, it'll be available on the podcast uh, channel too for, at awesomers.com. So um, for me and Jessica, thanks to the, pot, the awesomers out there listening. And uh, you can see why we love parsimony. It's extraordinarily comprehensive and you can see how systems oriented we are. Jessica, any words of wisdom you want to share with the gang? Oh, now that you put me on the spot. <laughs> uh -huh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, no, parsimony is great. <laughs> yeah, well, Jessica, you've been using variations of parsimony for, well, very close to 20 years. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not to show age here, but yes, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, that, was the real, that was a real bad move by Steve-O. Uh, Jessica and I go that far back. She is one of the brilliant people. I actually have a piece of art with Jessica and a, another uh, originating uh, a team member from back in the, the late 90s uh, where we've memorialized kind of our start back down the, the tech path so many years ago. So thanks, Jessica. Uh, pitch in on merchandising. Touch base with Sherry and uh, all awesomers out there. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Great. Thanks, Steve. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.